Hello, and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I'm the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics, where we are celebrating our 18th annual year in review event a comprehensive analysis of the state of biometrics and digital identity featuring interviews, industry survey data, featured articles, and of course, special episodes of the ID Talk podcast. That's why on this special year-in-review episode of ID Talk, I am pleased to welcome Thomas Antelik, Business Development Manager of Innovatrix. In this interview with Fine Biometrics and Mobile ID World founder Peter O'Neill, Antelik tells us how face biometrics technology is changing government services, from border control to document issuance. He goes on to discuss major biometrics trends from 2020, including liveness detection, digital transformation, and digital onboarding, before wrapping things up with a preview of what's next for Innovatrix. It's a timely conversation about key topics in digital identity and biometrics, so without further ado, I am happy to present Innovatrix's Thomas Antelik in conversation with Fine Biometrics' Peter O'Neill, right here on ID Talk. Welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter O'Neill, and I am the president and founder of Mobile ID World and Find Biometrics. I'm very pleased to welcome our guest today, Thomas Antolik, who is the director of sales for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa at Innovatrix. Welcome, Thomas. Hello, Peter. My pleasure to be here. I'd like to start off our conversation today, Thomas, examining uh, the evolution of government services. Uh, let's start off with border control. How, how is face recognition making a difference in border control? Well, yes, uh, it's a very good question, Peter. Uh, as probably a lot of our listeners would know, uh, traditionally it used to be uh, based around fingerprint biometrics uh, when it came to border control and biometric solutions. But these days uh, we can see transition to uh, face recognition based solutions. Um, I would say also partially because of the recent pandemic situation where everything is moving uh, towards contactless solutions. Uh, but also partially to the advancement of face recognition solutions that can now also handle a large-scale databases without any problems, at least when it comes to, of course, the leader or leading algorithms in the in the industry. Face is a, is a versatile modality, and it's now strong enough to operate securely on consumer mobile devices. How are recent innovations in mobile face biometrics changing user relationships with government services. Yes, that's correct. The face recognition is now capable of running on consumer devices, which allows governments to uh, get online and people register for government services online by just downloading a application onto their cell phone um, and accessing government services remotely without the need to go to any uh, government office or a branch keeping everything contactless, but not just that, but convenient, usually much faster, and from the uh, comfort of people's homes or wherever they are. So uh, face biometrics is definitely changing the relation, how governments communicate um, and provide services to, to citizens. Yes, and I think this is one of those areas that has really evolved uh, with the uh, with the pandemic. and. 
What can you tell me about the evolving role biometrics are playing in document issuance, particularly in the, in the government sector? Well, traditionally, as you know, biometrics have always played, at least in the past uh, few decades, role in issuing uh, government documents, especially like national ID cards, passport, etc. But again, these days, coming back to face recognition, again, it allows to take it uh, to another level where you can ask for a new document in a complete remote and contactless way, again, by registering or, or onboarding yourself digitally through some government uh, service app and requesting, for example, a new ID card or a passport without having to go to a government office, uh, which was actually becoming the trend even before the, the pandemic, but the COVID situation definitely sped up this uh, evolution even, uh, even further. We couldn't agree more. This is one of those areas that really has escalated tremendously. And thank goodness our, our industry was able to respond as quickly as it did to, to these urgent needs. The identity industry is changing rapidly and innovative technology will be required more than ever in the wake of COVID-19. Building strong technology partnerships will be key in responding effectively to these challenges. Innovatrix has been a biometrics industry leader for 16 years. With over 500 successful projects in 80 countries and more than 1 billion people processed, Innovatrix's face recognition algorithm emerged as the fastest in the world in the most recent NIST FRVT benchmark while also being among the top 10 most accurate. Whether your project is in government, law enforcement, or enterprise, Innovatrix is ready to work with you. Choose a partner you can trust. Choose Innovatrix, your biometric partner. Learn more at Innovatrix.com. And now, back to the podcast. Um, I'd like to now broaden our discussion out a little bit. Let's talk about liveness detection, which has emerged as an incredibly important differentiator in the biometric industry. How does passive liveness detection work for Innovatrix solutions? And why is it important part of the digital transformation trend? Passive liveness was one of the, or was the piece of the puzzle that was missing until recently, I think, uh, from, the, from the digital onboarding offering in the industry in general and it now helps tremendously for companies or governments to adopt face recognition for digital onboarding because it makes it much more convenient than any other method of liveness. Um, for Innovatrix we do it from a single frame which again you can imagine is very convenient compared to any other liveness checks that require interaction from the customer or the user and it really allowed to bring digital onboarding and hence digital services uh, to even more people than without this feature. Beyond third-party testing, how can customers identify what works and what's buzz out there in the industry? Yes, that's a, that's a very good question. Uh, here at Innovatrix, what we do, if we were to use this uh, example, we simply like to offer our technology for evaluation to potential customers and partners uh, for them to test 
whatever technology or functionality they are interested in, in their own environments, on their own data sets, uh, for the scenarios that they will then encounter in the, in the live production. And I believe that that's the best way how to, as you, as you said, verify the authenticity of any solution or any offering. Because of course you have the benchmarks and certifications and Innovatrix uh, gladly participates in all of these in a very open and transparent way. But there's no better, I believe, testing or verification of this technology than, than internally on the, in the scenarios and on the data sets and in the configuration that will then be used by the specific customer for their use case. And on a larger scale, how important are international standards becoming in biometrics and identity? And how do they fit into Innovatrix's view of the industry? Well, of course, standards are required. And uh, I believe that Innovatrix complies with all the, all the usually required standards. And it's very good that certain things are standardized, such as for fingerprints. Uh, everybody's familiar with ISO templates or WSQ formats. Uh, that really helps the interoperability of solutions. And this is something that is definitely required. Uh, however, we also need to keep in mind that uh, any excessive uh, requirements on, on standards or some unification may hinder certain competition on the, on the market. So I think there is also a certain thin line between uh, standards when they are good and beneficial for the industry and consumers and customers, and when it may actually act as a hindrance for uh, competition to enter the, the market and the market working in the, in the best possible way. And is the current mix, in your view, appropriate right now? I believe currently so, yes. In the time it takes me to finish this sentence, the Innovatrix ABIS could have successfully identified you in a database of all the people on Earth. That's over 1 billion matches per second, confirmed by Intel. Biometrics? Innovatrix. Learn more at Innovatrix.com. And now, back to the podcast. And now I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, your company and, and the in the future of biometrics. This year obviously presented a fascinating challenge, both for the biometric industry, but also the companies working in that. Uh, with the coronavirus pandemic accelerating trends like digital transformation, remote work, and contactless authentication. And as we discussed uh, in, in, the, in the beginning of our, our talk, obviously these are accelerating quite rapidly. How did the COVID-19 pandemic affect your company? Well, I think for us, it means that the interest in our digital onboarding technology has spiked. It means that it uh, validated our plans on venturing into this uh, sector even before the pandemic. We saw the trend coming that everything was moving uh, towards digital services and remote interactions between not just governments and citizens, but also, for example, banks and their customers. And uh, as we mentioned before, the pandemic only sped things up. However, it really meant for Innovatrix that uh, we now have a lot, lot more demand in some of our solutions that uh, are catering to, uh, to this shifting paradigm. 
and I think we can just look forward to this probably being even more intense in 2021. And, and when we look beyond your particular company to the industry at large, how have things changed over the course of 2020? What other things are you seeing in the, in the broad marketplace? In the broad market, uh, we see, I would say, more competition coming uh, into, into face recognition in general. Uh, we can see there was much more emphasis put on uh, features such as liveness, checks that we have uh, discussed before and probably further sped up the development of new types of liveness checks such as the, the passive liveness checks, new testing or new tests or, or benchmarks being now accessible for even some of these specific features such as the iBeta test um, and generally biometrics being used more and more uh, even in the enterprise sector rather than uh, just in the government as it is now even more important than, than, than ever before to know your customer and even without ever actually meeting them in person to make sure you know who, uh, who you are transacting with and with the limited options these days or opportunities to, to sometimes meet the people in person, uh, then biometrics uh, are the way to go. That's a very interesting point, Thomas, and one that we certainly have seen uh, in our reporting on the industry. Uh, enterprises, and it's not just big enterprises anymore, it's enterprises of every side, the SME market, the SMB marketplace, they all yeah. now face the same types of challenges that large organizations do with remote work across the board, and particularly in some industries, and the one that comes to mind for me is healthcare which you know, was a little behind, let's say, financial services, but right now they're faced with so many challenges, again, because of remote everything, that we're seeing quite, a, quite an uptick in, in interest. And education is, is, is critical during this uh, very important uh, uh, time in our industry. And what can we expect to see from Innovatrix in, in, in this coming year? So I think in 2021, we will be focusing on further combining our individual biometric products such as uh, the digital onboarding technology that we have that I mentioned before together with for example our ABIS which is the usual back-end large-scale solution to for example bring it closer to enterprise that, that we have also discussed because it, if for an enterprise a private enterprise such as a bank or a telco if they want to uh, use biometrics, they first these days need to have uh, the capability of uh, onboarding people digitally, but then they also need to further process or, or to get the most benefits out of biometrics, they of course need some robust backend system to perform deduplication, for example. So uh, combining these two or integrating these two products together could then make a uh, much stronger proposition for, uh, for example, enterprise customers. Similarly, with our other product, SmartFace, which is more of a, a surveillance and video analysis solution, we would also like to combine it closely with ABIS to allow for uh, video analysis combined with uh, large-scale database searches. You can imagine that this is quite important for implementations in smart cities, for example, but also for uh, criminal systems if you uh, want to identify people who participated in some in some activities and criminal ABIS is also in general something we want to focus more 
in uh, 2021. And finally, working further on our video analysis, making it even more robust to be able to use our image processing capabilities and experience to add features such as the action detection to, to be able to detect whether people are engaging in certain activities, for example, fighting, which again could be quite important for surveillance solutions for smart cities, or even identifying things like traffic jams, riots, etc. Well, you know, and this technology is being utilized right now in the United States, given the recent events down there. I know that facial recognition is, is coming uh, quite handy to try and identify some of the individuals who were responsible for the activities down there. And, and in summary, um, how, how can le listeners get in touch with you to learn more about what we have been chatting about in this uh, episode? Well, definitely the best way would be to go to our website, uh, www.innovatrix.com, where you can find more information about our products and more materials uh, relevant to our discussion. And if our listeners would prefer to uh, get in touch with us directly, uh, they can always connect with me on LinkedIn at Thomas Antelik or, of course, send an email uh, at sales at innovatrix.com. Well, Thomas, thank you very much for taking part in our ID Talk podcast today. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you for inviting me. And so concludes our interview with Innovatrix's Thomas Antelik. To learn more about the topics discussed in today's episode, visit Innovatrix.com. And to stay up to date on the Fine Biometrics Year in Review analysis, check out FineBiometrics.com. I'd like to thank Thomas once again for joining us on today's episode, and thank you to Peter O'Neill for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. Mm -hmm.